0: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Vedic Vessel Podcast. I'm your host, Holly, and today we will be exploring how the planets will be shifting throughout February 2022. I know it is already nearly halfway through February, but I will be going through February from the top all the way through the end of the month so that we can reflect on and learn about what has been kind of going on the past week or two and what is to come for the rest of the month. I do apologize for my little hiatus. Um, I have, truthfully, I've been going through some things, um, dealing with some trauma that has been triggered and brought up, um, doing some shadow work, resting, kind of, you know, moving through the motions of my emotions and just giving myself the space to feel them and be still. You know, I have a crazy chaotic life like everyone else does in their own unique ways. I needed to take pretty much every moment of time that I had to myself to do some healing, to feel my feelings and just kind of start to work through this in my mind, which really wasn't pretty like it wasn't like I was just sitting here like you know doing my rituals and meditating and you know I've been I've been having a lot of anxiety and a lot of fear for many different reasons and it's been popping up in very important parts of my life that needed to be addressed right then and there and part of that especially like 2 days ago and even yesterday was I I was feeling a lot of shame because I really love doing this podcast and I felt like I was falling behind not only with the podcast but in multiple areas of my life, which I was, (laughs) Um, but it was causing me a lot of anxiety and making me wonder if I should even be pushing through and like doing the podcast and ultimately I'm here right now so I have realized that this is a huge part of what makes me feel secure and makes me feel like I am doing my part and living on my dharmic path. And so I am starting to feel a lot better. Actually, I, for the past week or two, I just really have not been in a good space. I haven't really been feeling myself I am a very fiery person. Go, go, go. I always have a goal. I always have something to do, somewhere to be. And these past few weeks, I've just felt so debilitated. And some of the planetary shifts that I'll be mentioning probably do have a lot to do with how I've been feeling and how I've been going about, you know, trying to get out of this funk. Um, so again, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening and supporting the podcast. Like I said, I love doing this and I am here for it. Pretty much up until like an hour ago, I have been feeling that way. Um, I'm hoping that this is kind of the little kickstart, a little like jump that I needed to get back on track here mentally and emotionally and just You know, get back on my routine of things. I feel like having a daily routine, having a daily spiritual practice, having, you know, waking up at the same time, going to bed at the same time, like all of that is very important. And I fell off that wagon hard. Um, So I actually just got done putting in a load of dishes, which have been piling up. I put in a load of laundry. I spent a little quiet time caring for and just admiring the beauty of my little reptilian family members. I have had a ball python for about 6 months now. He is I think probably around 9 months old at this point. He is very sweet and our new addition that I actually just got on the 1st of February, he is a Amblobe panther chameleon. He is the cutest thing ever. Um, extremely shy, but he's starting to warm up to me. And just one of the most beautiful animals that I have ever seen. He's only four months old. He's just a little baby. But yeah, not to um, get too far off course there. I could probably talk about my my little reptile babies all day, every day. But yeah, so I forced myself to do a few chores. I took some time to admire the beauty of nature, although it is very cold and snowy right now where I live here in Wisconsin. I am fortunate enough to be you know able to do that with the amazing creatures that I um, have welcomed into my home. So that kind of that kind of gave me some inspiration. It put me into a little bit of movement and that just like goes to show that if you're feeling down, sometimes you just have to push. You know i didn't want to do those dishes <laughs> i didn't want to do some laundry I, you know you have to do things that you don't want to do sometimes just to kind of get the ball rolling and i definitely feel that right now and i'm feeling quite a few steps better than i did even an hour ago so here i am and although it's already halfway through february i will give you this february 2022 monthly planetary forecast so Thank you all for being so patient. Let's get into the astrology. So one thing to keep in mind, as always, is that I do reside in the central standard time zone. So if you live in any other time zone, the timing of these shifts may be inaccurate for you. If you follow these cycles very closely, first of all, good. (laughs) Second of all, just be sure to convert to your time zone so that you are getting the most accurate information possible. And the second disclaimer I have is that I am a Vedic astrologer, meaning that I study the eastern sidereal system of astrology that stems from the ancient Indian tradition. This system is based on the true astronomical placements of the planets at any given moment. So if you come from a western tropical background in astrology, the dates and sign changes we discuss here will be different from what you may be keeping up with. But I assure you that the transits we touch on are in direct correlation to what the planets are actually doing in the sky above. All right, so February, let's start from the top. So actually on Monday, January 31st, late in the night at 1130 PM, we had our new moon in Capricorn in the Nakshatra of Shravana. Depending on where you live, this may have actually occurred in the early morning hours of February 1st. So I did go over this at the very end of the January 2022 planetary forecast, but I am going to recap this because I think that it's really important as to how we should approach the month of February. January was heavily seasoned by Capricorn, so what better way to end the month than with a Shravana new moon? As always, the new moon phase is when the moon is in such a close conjunction with the sun that it cannot reflect any of the sun's light. The moon is completely dark and that leaves the night sky and each of us pretty vulnerable. The new moon is always a time to turn inward and reach for our inner light to guide us. Now, if you listen to the previous episodes, Shravana probably sounds super familiar to you. Shravana means listening, especially to scriptures. In ancient Indian tradition, eternal wisdom was passed down orally from teacher to student. This makes Shravana one of the most important parts of the spiritual seeker's discipline. With all of the Capricorn energy we have moved through in January, that of which will continue to build up this month in February, this really is a time of staying disciplined Capricorn is ruled by Saturn, which is considered the great malefic. Saturn can be restrictive. Saturn can create setbacks and delays, but Saturn rewards hard work, being of service to others, and you guessed it, discipline. One of the main lessons to learn here in the beginning of 2022 is to adjust your grip and take control of your life. Through quieting the mind and taking a pause, especially for more grounded decision making. On Thursday, February 3rd, we had two transits. One of them is Mars moving further into Sagittarius, entering the Nakshatra of Purvashada. Mars is the planet of war, power, conflict, passion, and aggression. Mars is naturally red and hot in nature. And in the fire sign of Sagittarius, this is amplified, even more so in Purva This nakshatra is fierce and represents the true nature of oneself. It's the part of us that cannot be suppressed. The way to reveal our truest self is to focus our inner fire on the demolition of any blockages we encounter as we travel along the path of authenticity. Now let me say that again because that's that's a very word heavy sentence but I think it's it's very telling especially to this nakshatra and this transit. The way to reveal our truest self is to focus our inner fire on the demolition of any blockages we encounter as we travel along the path of authenticity. All right, I think we can all agree that those who aren't aware of this energy shift may be more likely to perhaps lash out or find themselves feeding into nearby conflict. When dealing with the fire element, it's best to redirect any power surge into creative pursuits, physical activity, or transformative practices and rituals. Don't let this fire consume you overheat you, and burn you out. Instead, use it as a tool for sparking inspiration and undergoing personal change. The other transit for February 3rd actually happened around ten twelve p.m. Central Standard Time. This was Mercury stationing direct in Capricorn. So since January 14th, up until the point of February 3rd, Mercury had been retrograding. When Mercury retrogrades... It affects our communication, our technology, and the efficiency of our thought processing. Retrogrades will affect each of us differently. For instance, I have Capricorn in my fourth house of my birth chart. And just as an example, one of the significations of the fourth house is the mother. When Mercury was in retrograde, I found myself needing to check in with my mother. Literally. Um, reflect on our relationship, and revise the way that we communicate a little bit. Because I was aware of the specific influence this transit was likely to have on my life, and I was able to work with it rather than against it. And that's the whole reason why I try to share all this information with you so that we can all do that. And I knew that misunderstandings were possible with my mom. So, I made sure to express myself as clearly as possible and give the conversation my full attention so that it could bear positive results, which it did. Now that Mercury is moving forward again, we should start to notice more clarity of mind, easygoing conversations, and cooperation with our computers and our gadgets. On Sunday, February 6th, the sun entered the nakshatra of Dhanishta to complete the last few degrees of Capricorn. Dhanishta is represented by a drum, and if we break down this Sanskrit word, Dani means wealthy, and Ishta means complete. This nakshatra literally translates to being wealthy beyond the material realm, being rich in character, mind, and spirit as well. When the sun is in Dhanishta, It's a great time for music, for dancing, celebrations, ceremonies, rituals, and handling finances. Taking this time to build up a strong, steady, and consistent rhythm in your day-to-day life, especially in spiritual practices, is definitely favorable. On Saturday, February 12th, marks the end of Capricorn season and the beginning of Aquarius season. The sun will officially enter Aquarius, astronomically, on the 12th, joining up with Jupiter. The brightest source of pure white light, the sun, is known as the Karka or the significator of, the soul. Without the sun's intense energy, life on Earth would be non-existent. When the sun moves into Aquarius, we will all be pushed to expand our horizons to some degree. This may be uncomfortable, but it's definitely necessary. The sun is technically in its detriment in Aquarius and has the potential to spark tension between those of authority and the collective masses. Aquarius is heavily associated with free thinking and revolution, both of which can be very intimidating to those in any position of power, such as our leaders and the government. With this being said, we can expect the duality here to continue on in intensity, as we've been seeing. On a personal level, though, we can use this energy to combine our intellect and our creativity to innovate fresh new perspectives, especially in regards to our personal sense of authority and soul searching. On Monday, February 14th, Valentine's Day, K2 will retrograde into Bishaka. Now, this one is a big one. We haven't talked much yet about the karmic nodes or the shadow planets of Rahu and Ketu, but we definitely will have episodes coming up to learn all about them very soon. As a brief introduction, Rahu and Ketu are the points in the sky between which the eclipses take place. Now, Rahu and Ketu are always constantly moving, just as our physical planets are. They are always retrograding. These two nodes are completely opposing one another, always. They are in direct opposition. And when we experience an eclipse, this is actually a new or full moon happening in alignment with these shadow planets. A new moon occurring in the ecliptic will produce a solar eclipse, where a full moon happening here will produce a lunar eclipse. Rahu and Ketu are huge significators of karmic events, not only in this lifetime, but in our past lives as well. So on February 14th, Ketu will move into Vishaka, and Rahu will still be in Kritika. Both of these nakshatras are harsh, sharp, cutting, both strongly associated to Agni, the god of fire. Ketu's nature is already that of isolation and solitude, so we are entering a pretty intense time of karmic separation. Don't be surprised if there are sudden shifts in your life, especially in the houses of your birth chart that Aries and Libra occupy and or where K2 is placed in your birth chart. All of these points will have a big shift in energy and will encourage us to release pieces of our material existence that are holding us back from vibrating at a higher frequency. The urge to cut out harmful habits and cut off unfulfilling relationships will become very strong, and our willingness to surrender and transform will dictate how this plays out for each of us. Rahu and Ketu will be moving from Taurus and Scorpio to Aries and Libra next month in March. So that's why I said take a look at your birth chart. If you don't have your birth chart already, I will explain at the end of the episode how you can get that for free on my website. But once you have your birth chart, look to where the numbers 2 and 8 are. That is where Taurus and Scorpio are in your birth chart. Now, that's where Rahu and Ketu currently are. And come March, next month, the karmic nodes will be moving into Aries and Libra. So definitely check out where the number 2 for Taurus and the number 8 for Scorpio are in your birth chart, like I said. Because come next month, March, you should feel a little bit of relief in these two houses of your birth chart. But Rahu and Ketu will be moving into Aries and Libra. So where you see the number one in your birth chart for Aries and where you see the number seven in your birth chart for Libra, those two houses of your birth chart will be activated with all of this karmic energy. And we will dive deeper into that when the time comes, but just know this shift will be very apparent as these karmic nodes only move signs once every 18 months. On Wednesday, February 16th, we have a full moon at 11.10am in Leo, in the nakshatra of Magha. I'm excited for this one for sure. As always, the full moon phase is when the sun and the moon are directly opposing one another in the sky, and the moon is reflecting as much of the sun's light as possible. The energy of the full moon is greatly utilized for rituals and celebrating what has come to fruition from the seeds of intention that we planted during the last new moon phase. This is also a great time for releasing and letting go of what no longer serves us because from this point forward, the moon will begin to wane and as the days go by, the moon will slowly be stripped of light. Magha, the nakshatra that this full moon will be taking place in, is a very powerful nakshatra. It literally translates to mighty or great. This nakshatra is loud, proud, and loves to stand out. Magha is also strongly associated with past life karma and therefore honoring our ancestors. This Leo full moon on February 16th is auspicious for celebrations and ceremonies of all kinds, publicity, promotions, and all types of historical studies and exploring ancient knowledge. Take some time during this full moon to learn more about your personal lineage and honor who came before us. On Thursday, February 17th, Saturn will move into the nakshatra of Nishta still on its journey through Capricorn. We just discussed the sun moving here, so with Saturn joining in on the fun, we will experience a bit of restriction and pressure on our sense of security. Saturn is ruled by Capricorn, so it's generally pretty comfortable here in its own sign, but as always, Saturn is in charge of teaching us valuable lessons. He is the grandfather of the planets can be stern, likes discipline, likes to see us on our shit, basically. The best way to work with this energy is to establish discipline and put in daily effort to attain our goals, especially in regards to wealth. Saturn rewards hard work, but also selfless service to others. So if you are fortunate enough to share any form of wealth, whether that be in the form of money or knowledge even, or love this is a great time to do so on friday february 18th mercury will be moving back into shravana again now that it's moving forward in capricorn so it was in shravana it had gone retrograde it moved back and now it is back in shravana come february 18th i went into depth on this placement the last time mercury was here before it went retrograde but Just to recap, Shravana is a great nakshatra for Mercury to be in, because both Shravana and Mercury have such a strong essence of learning. Shravana translates to hearing and is represented by the ear. While Mercury is in this nakshatra, we can really learn a lot by deeply listening. This could be to others around you, music, podcasts, lectures, but... Most of all, your inner voice. This transit will bring a more easeful work ethic and a steady stream of intellect. Travel, marketing, and working on media should also be pretty smooth sailing for the most part. On Saturday, February 19th, the Sun will be moving further into Aquarius, entering the nakshatra of Shatabishak. Shadabishak most accurately translates to 100 physicians and therefore has a strong correlation to healing and medicine. One of the main significations of the sun is our vitality. When the sun moves into Shadabishak, our physical health and mental wellness both may be due for a checkup. February 19th through March 4th, is an especially opportune time for scheduling appointments with doctors, with your dentist, with an herbalist, your therapist, visiting a nutritionist, or health specialist of any kind. On a deeper level, this nakshatra is very spiritual and morally just. Chetabhishek's aim is for dharma, or finding life purpose, and This nakshatra challenges us to see if the intellect and the higher consciousness can occupy the same space in our day-to-day lives. This includes the realization that we all have an ego, but we are not just an ego. Each of us are divine souls that were given an ego and a physical body to help us navigate the material world in order to live out our unavoidable karma and discover our dharmic path as human beings. The sun also represents the ego. During this time, some of us may feel a battle stirring up between our inner and our outer worlds, the spiritual and the physical, who you are at the core of your being, and how the rest of the world portrays you the next few weeks will really be about finding balance and harmony between our physical persona and our higher consciousness. One thing that really stands out to me is that this month we see Mars and Venus entering what's called a Graha Yura, or a planetary war. This is when two or more planets are traveling in a very close conjunction for a period of time, usually within the same degree. So, these planets will be very, very strongly influencing each other and fighting for power. This planetary war between Mars and Venus will pick up intensity in the very beginning of this month, February, and will begin to fizzle out in the first few weeks of April. These two planets are very polarizing, they are not the best travel partners. Mars is very masculine, Venus is very feminine. Mars is all about war, aggression, and action, where Venus is all about love, beauty, and sweetness. When these two energies combine, we can expect a lot of passion and possibly confusion. We must try to stay aware of which situations require a soft, loving approach and which we must fight for. So on Monday, February 21st, Mars will continue to move through Sagittarius into Uttarashada. In the very next day, Tuesday, February 22nd, Venus will move here as well. This nakshatra is the higher expression of its previous cosmic counterpart, Uttara Shada is less about recognizing barriers that need to be broken, including the ties we have to the material world, and more about actively and voluntarily making personal sacrifices in the quest of spirituality. The planetary war between Mars and Venus moving into Tarashada will bring a lot of passionate energy on this pursuit for many of us. We need to be mindful of impulsivity and heated disputes, especially in our intimate relationships. If conflict becomes heavy, it's best to stay patient and wait until after this planetary war has been resolved before making any big decisions. Mars and Venus conjunct in Uttarashada may give us extra courage and willingness to separate from what we feel is holding us back, but cutting off relationships during this time will most likely yield negative results. It would be best to channel this energy into physical exercise, creativity, or even spicing up your love life. And on Saturday, February 26th, both Mars and Venus will enter Capricorn together. At this point, they will both still be in Uttarashada because this is one of those nakshatras that bridges two zodiac signs, in this case, Sagittarius and Capricorn. So we can expect a similar energy, but it will shift a bit. When they were in Sagittarius a few days prior, the outer-inner connection was a bit more harmonious and easier to navigate. Once this planetary war between Mars and Venus moves into Capricorn, there will be less passion and more struggles, restrictions, and argumentative behavior in our close-knit relationships. It's just most likely prone to happen. Mars becomes exalted when it enters Capricorn, which means that the quick, heated, masculine energy of Mars will be even more powerful in its current battle with Venus. We can combat some of this Martian energy by spending time near water, safely releasing our emotions before they grow into rage, and focusing on our intuitive feminine side. That we all have. All right. See, even just doing my duty here was therapy in itself. So that is all that I have for February 2022 for the planetary forecast. This month will be quite the time for both passion and spirituality. Now that we are aware of the energy shifts to come, we can better prepare and do our best to work with the stars rather than against them. I hope this episode was helpful to you all, and I hope you learned something new today. Thank you so much for continuing to lend your ears and heart to the podcast. As always, if you would like to calculate your free Vedic birth chart and see where all of these transits will be happening for you specifically, you can visit my website, www.thevedicvessel.com. You can click on the Offerings tab and then Birth Chart. And if you'd like to schedule a tarot or astrology reading with me, currently I am running a little promotion. I'm doing a buy one, get one half off for all readings. And you can schedule with me on my website as well. Or you can send me an email to thevedicvessel at gmail.com and we can converse. Thanks again. This concludes episode seven of the Vedic Vessel podcast. I will talk to you all very soon. Namaste.